Hello everyone and welcome to episode 29 of the Switchaboo podcast. I'll be your host, my name is Alex Harding and I'm joined here today by Nathan Rudge. Hello again. And just Nathan Rudge uh, this time around. Jake is uh, off for personal issues. We wish Jake and his family all the best. Uh, but moving in, so this episode we have, uh, it's a pretty light episode, but I think I think a lot of the news topics we're going to spend a lot of time on because they're, they're big news topics. So yes. something really cool to talk about uh as always though we'll get into our what we've been playing and nathan do you want to start us off with your nintendo facts sure will um so because we've just had triangle strategy relief i thought i'll get a couple of octopath traveler facts just because you know they're related that's a great game it is and uh i don't know if you realize that uh each character's First letter of their name, if you put it in a certain order, spells out Octopath. Does it? Ulvric, Cyrus, Tressa, Ophelia, Primrose, Alfin, Therion, Hunnit. Octopath. I like that. Yeah. That's a cool detail. And if you haven't played the game, when you choose your protagonist, that's who you're stuck with. Until you finish their story. Yeah. I wonder how that goes for Japan. Like the the Japanese release or any other release for that matter. That's a fair point. I'd assume it'd be similar. Yeah. And the other neat little thing, um, if you didn't notice, the uh, color of enemies' names in combat actually represents their health stat. So, like when it's white, it's full. Yellow's when it's modest, and red's when it's critically low. I definitely wouldn't have noticed that, but yeah, it's a little a little small details. It's yeah. Like, hey, this one's almost gonna die. You should target it. Another fun fact: it is Octopath Traveler is still my num- uh, most played game on my Switch to this day. Nice. Yeah. Although I imagine that's gonna get taken over with Stardew Valley soon. Ah, uh, you 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 you've fallen down that rabbit hole hard. We've yeah, we've fallen down that rabbit hole. We've, we're still playing co-op. Where we're still up to the skull caverns. They're really hard. Oh, yeah, no. Well, see, Skull Caverns at least are just something to collect, specifically Prismatic Shards. And yeah, we notice they sell for a lot. Don't sell Prismatic Shards. Oh, why? Because they're worth... You can use it to get the strongest weapon in the game until you get to the post-game. Ah. Yeah, you you need Prismatic Shards. Okay, we'll hold on to them then. Yeah. We have... We have a lot of Iridium now, but then we, we only just figured out that we can... Because we bought one of those scepters yep. where you can teleport back the to... The return scepter. Yeah, that's the one. But we need two of them because we're playing co-op. Correct. So we bought one of them, and now I'm, <laughs> I'm catching the bus while my partner's just going straight back to the farm. Like, she's just meeting me there. Yeah. But we then realized that for one million gold, you can buy the like the obelisk that lets you teleport Yes. To the to the thing, and that would have been much handier. Because you can't catch the bus until 10am, and then you're wasting four hours of the day. I'm like, mm, we should have bought that first. I mean, you can always invest that time into, you know, preparing the farm, watering stuff. We do. Feeding the yeah. animals. Oh, and we finally sold some aged starfruit wine. Good. So we finally got up to that. We've been doing that strategy. It costs, it gets you a lot. It does. It's like double the amount that you'd normally get for starfruit wine. Uh, I'm think so yeah or somewhere around there it's like over six thousand they've also got people who do uh, truffle farms because truffles are worth a lot 
Truffles are, yeah, we've got a lot of uh, truffle oil. Yeah. Although you don't get it in winter, and we're in winter at the moment. Yeah. Which is a bit of a bit of a bummer. It's a good game, though. It is a great game. I've been really enjoying it. Yeah, you, you, you're falling deep into that rabbit hole, haven't you? Uh, uh-huh. The co-op aspect of it helped. Yes, it does. Yeah, I think it really thrives on its on its co-op. And then you've got, um, you know, all the NPCs and their little stories. Yeah, I, I haven't really delved into that too much. Where my my partner and I were exactly the same. Where <laughs> in real life as well, we're very antisocial sometimes. So it's just like, ah, oh, we'll just do our own thing. And then it's like, oh, you got to talk to this person. Yeah, I can't be bothered. Fair. <laughs> so our personalities are definitely crossing over into the game. That's that's completely fair. You should. Um, I think once you finish the community hall, that's when you can get access to um, the post game stuff. Yeah, we we have done that. We've ah. done the community hall. So have you got I... access to the boat then? Yes. Okay. Yep, we've got the boat. So we've got the other islands, but we haven't explored that too much. That's a whole new new world to go to, basically. <laughs> yeah, and that's. You got to get the golden walnuts, are they? I think so. Golden I coconuts or something? I can't remember at the moment. Yeah, but I have no idea how to get all of them. I mean, there's the Stardew Valley wiki, which you know, once you start playing the game, you start opening up like fifty tabs off. Yep. It's yeah, like, we start. Where do up. we find this? Okay, <laughs> only at this time, this season. Yeah, you got. If you're not using a wiki, you've got to be very lucky. Yeah. To be able to find it. Especially if you want to finish the um the community center in the first year. Yep. How many hours have you put into Saudi Valley? I think about a hundred. Yeah, okay. We're up to we're we're coming up to eighty. I've got my switch on me to actually just check. <laughs> <laughs> well but I I uh interrupted and put you on a tangent there. You're talking about what you've been playing? Yes. Well, we haven't even started talking about what I've been playing about. <laughs> um, so, like I said, Triangle Strategy just came out and I have been playing that at the moment. So I started off with the demo, which I mentioned last podcast. Yeah. And I have... I capped everyone on that at that point and then started again. And I'm now up to Chapter 7, which apparently there's only 12 chapters. Yeah, which is interesting. You said you only put about 10 hours into it. Yeah, somewhere around 10 hours at at this point in time. And that's including grinding out the levels in the demo. So either the the later chapters are much longer, or you got to the point where you play so many games, you're just too good at it now. Fair, that could be a thing. Uh, Tactical (laughs) RPGs I do enjoy investing my time into. But I think a lot of the time comes in the grinding your characters up levels, because it does... There's a two-level jump every time you do a story mission. Okay. And then you've got repeatable missions you can do in your encampment that lets you grind out, basically. Oh, okay. And then there's also, you know, optional side stuff. Some people were saying that the game is very text-heavy. Yes, it is. It is very text-heavy. But it's I enjoy it for the story purposes. Oh, of course. Yeah. Sure. And that's that's the There's thing. No... A lot of it is the story you get there more than the gameplay. Sure. There's no voice acting. Yes, there is. Oh, so it's all voice acted. Most of it. 
And you okay. can put it on auto, so like it auto talks and stuff and keeps going itself. But uh, it's like the smaller when you're doing the exploration stuff, when you actually have direct control of the game, that's when it mm. doesn't have the voice acting. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. But like in your actual like cutscenes, yeah, in the cutscenes and all that, uh, that's all voice acted. Every character, that's good. Yeah, I like that. I'm not, I'm not one that like I don't mind reading in games, but when it's exhaustively, yes, like just way too much, it's it's good to have voice acting. And then sometimes I just like to follow the dialogue while it's talking. And the voice acting is actually really good. Like it's, I've heard, it's, it's good. Really solid voice acting. It's not like you know, notes like. When you don't notice the voice acting, that's how you know it's good. Yeah, that is... Like, when it seamlessly blends into the game. Yeah, definitely. It's on my list, but I just... I don't know when I'm going to get the time to play something like that. That Yeah, it's on the list, which is way too long at this point. Yeah, it grows more than it shrinks. Yes. It's just scary how, <laughs> how fast it grows. I've still got stuff that I started playing and I just haven't had time to finish because... In this Life. industry, we have a lot of go next game, next game, next game. Pretty much, there's we don't really get too much time to just enjoy games that we want to enjoy. Yeah, it's it's like a it's a blessing and a curse working in this in this industry. But it's like, definitely oh, worth it. Games. Oh yeah, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't not want to do it. Absolutely. I mean, if I didn't do this, I wouldn't have found Rise of the Third Power. There you go. And look where that's gotten me. Like probably game of the year this year. Yeah, I'd, and I'd put some votes towards that for sure. Yeah. Um, I wonder if Jake's played it yet. No, I don't think he has. I'm pretty sure he has not had time with everything else going on. Well, sure. And his but... personal projects that he's been working on as well. Yeah, right. He needs to. Yes. I reckon he'll enjoy it. Oh, yeah, he will. When he yeah. eventually plays it. If he listens to this podcast episode. If you are. Hey, Jake. Um, but other than Triangle Strategy... Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, which I played in the week leading up to um, <laughs> Triangle Strategy, because I'm like, okay, now I can't play this game. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I want to play some of this. I brought this game the Friday after it came out, so the Monday after it came out, but I couldn't get it because I was in quarantine. It took two weeks to get here, but then I had you know a couple of reviews to do. So I'm like, okay, I finally have time to play this game. And Triangle Strategy comes out on Friday. I have five days to play this. Let's go. <laughs> um, so I'm into the second area. Haven't done Ursa Luna yet. Yeah, Ursa Luna. That's what it's called, I think. Okay. Ursa Luna. Let me double check. I think that's uh, yeah, I th- Ursa Ring's evolution. I think you're further into Arceus than I am. Yes, yes, it is. Um, so I'm in the second area of Legends Arceus. I I've played a fair chunk of it. Um, I am just genuinely having fun going around catching stuff. It's yeah, you you kind of get into that mindlessness where you're just going around and enjoying yeah, and destroying Pokeballs and kind of just exploring around. Yeah, it's, I mean. We we've been looking for this type of game for ages, where you can just like see Pokemon in their natural habitats, the, more or less. The only downside, which is what was pointed out last week by Jake, was it's it's kind of an empty world. It is. It's a very empty world. And frame rates of Pokemon in the distance is not good. No, 
I always I always like to laugh when I see that. Like seeing flying Pokemon in the distance go. Eh, 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 yeah. Eh, eh. How are you keeping yourself up? <laughs> yeah. It is. It is funny. And the draw distance isn't very good either. No. Yeah. It is. It is. It's struggling. It's not very well optimized for the Switch. I don't reckon. But if they use this as the groundwork for what we'll talk about later, mm-hmm. they might be a lot to come up to with that. I hope so. I hope they've learnt from there. I just, I'm just surprised about the turnaround. But yeah, again, we'll talk about that. Yes. About that later. Yes. I, I think I only beat, I beat Cleavor. Yep. And I've gone through like the dialogue bits after that, and then I just kind of went around and did some side quests. Uh, I yeah. think that's a good part. Yeah. You can just it's a lot more open ended that way. So you're not that far behind me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because I I'm just not. I did Cleavor I haven't done the side quest yet. I've been putting them off because it that's the one other part that's a little bit frustrating to me. You mm. can only have one quest active at a time. Yeah, yep. I've noticed that. I would like to have all the quests active at the same time so I can just go, okay, talk to this person, talk to this person, talk to this person. Now go out. Yep, so I gotta go. Definitely. Okay, talk to this person. Change quest. Go talk to this person. Yeah, I, w- I would have wanted to be able to open the map and just see ho- a whole bunch of, um, a whole bunch of waypoints. Yes, you can just choose which one you want to go to, like Skyrim style. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. So to the point, can you? I can't even remember. Can you drop like? I think you can drop manual key points, I- like pins. On the map. I don't know if you can do it on in the town though. Yeah, okay. I don't quote me on that. I just I know you can do it on the like field map, but I don't know if you can do it on the town. Yeah. It does look I, I mean I don't really play Monster Hunter, but does it have that you were thinking it has like a Monster Hunter uh structure to it? Oh it, it does with the whole like obviously different gameplay style, but it has that you know, you do you go out, except the main difference is Monster Hunter, you accept the quest and you go out and do the quest. But it has yeah. the set, like the secluded areas, and you go out and choose the secluded area you go to. Mm. So it has that similar premise, just different gameplay. Yeah, okay. Obviously. I'll I'll get around to it a little bit more eventually, but like you said, when we got other things to, to get onto, it's kind of hard to go to the ones that you want to play. Yeah. Also, genuinely, you know, scary when alpha Pokemon chase after you sometimes. It is. It is. I've, I remember c- encountering like a level 40 Rapidash and was like, nope, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. When, the, mean, in the early game, that is brutal. Yeah. I'm like, why is this even here? <laughs> Although I, um, I used the Arceus Adventure Code and that helped me out a lot because I got like, 30 of each type of Ultra Ball. So, like, your Ultra Ball, your, the flying one, and then the heavy one. Ah. And I use that to catch the um, the Alpha Pokemon. Ah. So, I was like, okay, throw food, sneak up on it, and go boom, and got it. <laughs> I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah. So, they, like, after the presentation, they said, like, oh, hey, there's an adventure Arceus code. Like, I think Arceus Adventure, you put in a mystery gift, and you got... 30 of Ultra Balls, 30 of the Flying Ones, and 30 of the Heavy Ones, which I think are Gigaton Balls, are they, they're called. Okay. And uh, Jet Balls I'll, as well. I'll have to check that out afterwards. Yeah. Because I do find myself running out of Pokeballs 
frequently. Yeah. Yeah, that's what the farm's good for. Oh, of course. Yeah, you use the farm to grow apricorns. That makes sense. Yep. I need to play that game more. Yeah. <laughs> I need to play this game a lot more. But it is a big time investment. It is. Yeah. It is. But that's me uh, for this week. I didn't get much time to play it much else. I mean, Triangle Strategy is going to take most of oh, it. Yeah. Probably most of your time. And the other thing I played um, was Deck to Stardust, but I spoke about that in the Indie Roundup basically last time. Yeah. you. I think you get that 7 out of 10. Yes. Like, it's, yeah. it's a solid game, but it's just... It has that point-and-click adventure pitfalls, and the game yeah. is just... It's a... Eh, it's okay. But A lot of point-and-click adventure games do seem to fall into the same issues. Of Monkey Island. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know whether that's out of nostalgia or not. Oh, 100% is this this guy mentioned in his like thing. It's like, oh, it's inspired by, you know, Monkey Island. I'm like... It's always inspired by Monkey Island. Yeah. <laughs> but again, like I mentioned in the like roundup last time, his like the director commentary part is probably one of the most interesting parts about that game. Yeah, which is very unique for a for any game. Yes, I will. Get, I'll get around to it eventually. Yeah. Like I said, the list that grows more than it shrinks. I mean, it's worth it for you know your business ventures. Also very true. Yeah, but um, you, what have you been playing? I've been playing Conan Chop Chop. I put out my review on that one, so that's on our YouTube channel. Um, it was good. Uh, it's nothing amazing. Obviously, the build up to it and the hype around it, because um, what with its, you know, the April Fool story and everything, um, there would have been a lot of eyes on it. It's good. It's just, I don't know. It's it just it just felt like a, another roguelite which didn't do anything special. And I I said it in the review as well that I feel as though like after Hades, uh, Curse of the Dead Gods, and like Dead Cells and all that. You, we kind of have a bit more expectation on yes. roguelites, so it was okay. It, it's fun. It is a fun game, but it's not really. It doesn't really hold your attention after you know after the thirtieth or fortieth run. You kind of just feel like you're going through the motions. Whereas Hades, you felt like the story was progressing. Yeah, regardless um, of whether you roguelites are a genre that now have competition. Yeah. Exactly. Like so, if this came out two years ago, this would probably be a lot higher up for you. But yeah, it came out post Hades, which is a big thing. Yeah, yeah. Hades has definitely set the new, the new standard on ro- on the roguelite genre, and it's it's hard to to go back to either older roguelites or roguelites that are, still have the old, um, the old mindset. Yes. Overall, though, I mean, it's I've got like a bit of it's definitely a I've got a fondness for it because it is made in South Australia, yeah, and uh, created and it's not published, but created by Mighty Kingdom, who it's their first multi-platform game, which so is impressive. King- it is, it is. Well, especially for South Australia, uh, for Mighty Kingdom, they normally release mobile games. I think they released a couple of games on Steam, perhaps. Uh, but this is their first multi-platform game, especially launched on all platforms. Yeah, and which is really really like, cool. The game looks pretty good though, but it's just it's got a new standard that it has to meet. And yeah, it's by by all means, it is still fun. Um, and it does have like quirky humor to it. 
which like a fun personality. Every time you die, you like it says something funny of how you died. So like some of them is uh, forgot to pick up hearts or forgot how to play the game, and like it's it's a little it's got that quirky personality to it, which is which is quite fun. That Australian humor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is a bit. That's that self detrimental. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so it's definitely got that to it as well. So it, it's quirky. It's very good. Uh, it's very fun to play co-op. You can play up to four players in co-op. And that's... I almost find as though it makes the game easier as well. Yeah. Because... Those kinds of games well, always do. Yeah, it does. And I think this one as well, when when you're in a room... like, Because it's kind of got a similar Legend of Zelda vibe where you just go from one room to the next yeah like one square next square and when at the end at the end of it only one of your characters only one player needs to survive yes and then after that everyone gets revived and moves on to the next square that i find but the game doesn't make the get make the challenge harder when you play with more players i mean it's kind of like a borderlands where if you single player if you die that you basically have to start from zero but if you've got someone else there and they're alive the enemies still have that like health taken off of them yeah Yeah, so like it's easier with extra people because you know you can work as a team but single player it's it's got that big difficulty to it because of that yeah which i played about 90 percent of the game single player so i did find it quite challenging but as soon as i started playing at co-op with um with another person or sometimes two other people, uh, it got a lot easier and we got through it a lot quicker. So I find as though like some games account for that. Like you can think of Overcooked, and no, I know it's not a roguelite, but yes. you can think of Overcooked. It the more players you have, the harder the harder it gets. Well, yeah. not harder, but like they they adjust it, exactly. They it scales depending on how many players you have. Whereas Conan Chop Chop just doesn't do that. It's just easier, which is... Eh, it's both a good thing and a bad thing, I suppose. Depending on how you look at it. If you're struggling with the game, then getting a friend around to help you is probably a good thing. Yeah. Which, I mean, I've played hard games. I mean, I I, I don't really play Dark Souls all that much and all that, but I imagine it's got that kind of difficulty where it's very hard to make it to the end if you're playing a single player. Yeah. So aside from that, I also and, and I actually played the, this this morning. Kirby and the Forgotten Lands, a demo dropped of that one. I saw that. I am so excited for this game. It is so much fun. It's 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 like really colorful. Um, it Kirby translates to three D as well as I expected it it would. So, it kind of has the Super Mario three D world vibe. Yeah, I saw that in the uh the demo i saw like jace played a little bit of it. i'm like okay so it's kind of like kind of gets me crash where you're going more down the hallway kind of thing yeah yeah it's very very i can see that yeah kind of like crash as well yeah so it yeah if you combine crash with super mario 3d world where 3d world's kind of like um if you translated a 2d game into 3d yes Rather than it being sandbox open open world, but I think it it really does work well for Kirby. And the demo is very, I mean, it's a demo, but there's not really too much 
to it but once you see like uh there's like a trailer right at the end and there's just there's so much you can do um it's really pretty it's just it's it's gonna be amazing i'm really excited progress transfer over or i don't think so Ah. no it's just i think it's like three levels from different worlds yeah it's it's, it's a true demo not like a hey you can use this to get started yeah exactly you get a code at the end where you can just like where you get like little bonuses and whatnot yeah after you finish the demo but anyway it's it's a very generic code so, so anyone, anyone put it in. i think it's actually end demo or demo end <laughs> or something like that so anyone can put that in usually these things are, oh you have saved data of the demo okay use that well that's what i thought but it is literally just put in this generic code which anyone can use well okay uh, only only bad thing about it it does have the occasional frame rate dip unfortunate um, it's yeah it's it's nothing too you know disruptive or anything like that but you will notice it every now and then and i i laughed when you were talking about legends arceus and the uh pokemon in the background they go down to like five frames per second enemies <laughs> in kirby do that as well yeah you can see them going like five frames per second and it's it's quite funny yeah it it's it doesn't look good when that happens. No, no, and it kind of breaks the immersion. But it, like, that's my only nitpick from the from the demo. Everything else about it, it's really, really good. Well, that's good. Yeah. But that's yeah. I've just been playing those two, um, and a bit of like Stardew Valley and Rise of the Power. But yeah, I'm I'm not going to talk about them. I've, we've talked about them enough, I reckon. Something that both of us haven't played: Elden Ring. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know if I'm going to get to Elden Ring, honestly. Don't have it's, time. It looks well, it like it genuinely looks pretty good, but I just don't time. have time. Nah, I think it's it's as well like a forty hour game or something rather. Add in, I've got you know Triangle Strategy, Tiny Tina's Wonderland comes out end of the month. Oh, yeah. Same day as Kirby, and then yep. April is just busy for me. <laughs> What's April? Uh, Advanced Wars and Chrono Cross. Oh, of course. I forgot about Advance Wars. That's only that's a month away. Yep. Wow, this is a month quick. to the day. Probably. Or close. I think it might be the third. It's early April, I know that much. But there's that's a lot sooner than I expected. No, April eighth, so April eighth, okay. Yeah. By the time this is on this is live to our patrons. By the time you finish uh, editing this. Yeah, well, this goes live to our patrons on the on the Tuesday, uh, yeah. which is a segue, <laughs> go me, to, before we touch on our news, we will talk about our Patreon for just a sec. Look at that uh, setup just, I did for you. Oh, so good. It was so good. Thank you. Uh, for just $1 per month, you can get our podcast two to three days early. It all goes towards supporting us, uh, paying our writers, keeping the, the website and the channels running. And if we reach $100 per month, uh, we will make this podcast a weekly show. We haven't really budged all that much in our in our Patreon, so even just $1 per month, it, it is really, it'll go a long way and it'll really help to support us. And that, and we love creating content anyways, but um, it just means so much, it's, it means a lot to us for anyone who actually wants to give even just a little bit of their hard-earned money. It really does mean a lot. Very much appreciated. Absolutely. But I'll move on to the news. We've only got five topics, but like I said, they're big topics. Maybe not the first one, though. Um, Min Min Amiibo is releasing on April 29th. 
but the Minecraft Steve and Alex has been delayed. Um, I'm not sure when they've been delayed to. Let me check on that. Um, not really. Rather than the spring. Oh, it's just uh, later this year. I mean, Min Min looks so. pretty good, though. Min Min does look really cool. And, like, Amiibos are taking longer to release and longer to come out, but I feel like they've really improved in quality. I mean, the Joker one alone was really good. Yeah, that one was really nice. <laughs> and is that still going for, like, $200 on eBay? I was just about to look. <laughs> uh um, it, one is three hundred and five dollars in a sealed packet. They need to. They need to put more stuff. Uh, one hundred and twenty nine ninety five plus ten dollars postage for an opened one. Hey, it's bargain. Yeah, that's a bargain right there. Uh, yeah, they really so, need to reprint some of those amiibos. Yeah, they do. Scalpers are, you know, forget about PlayStation fives and Xbox Xboxes. Yeah. Although, Amiibos is where it's at. A lot of the old Amiibos are just $20 now. Yeah, because they, they got printed like crazy because nothing was happening yeah. during that generation. So <laughs> Amiibos kind of kind of kept Nintendo afloat more than anything for a long time. Let's have a look. I think at one stage they were generating more revenue from Amiibos than they were Wii U. Wow. it's uh, yeah. Even the Gold Mario Amiibo is cheaper than the Joker Amiibo. I've still got that one boxed. Seventy dollars. Oh, that's cheapest. gone down. That's the cheapest. Yeah, that that used to be a hundred. Yeah, and uh, uh, someone's doing one hundred and twenty. Someone's yeah. begging for three hundred and fifty-eight. <laughs> yeah, right. And then this is the one that uh, always gets me with eBay: uh, two hundred ninety dollars and fifty dollars postage. What are they posting it in? Obviously, they're just scalping money from the postage. Yeah. Or, like, so many wraps of bubble like bubble wrap. And then the bigger it is, the, the more expensive it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think your, your theory is probably more correct, more accurate than mine. Yeah. But, yeah, it looks like Amiibo support, I mean, for the Smash Brothers line... That will probably go into 2023 because we still haven't heard anything from Pyra, like the Pyra yeah. and Mithra amiibos. And then, you know, we still got a few to go. Has Terry got an amiibo yet? I don't think so. I don't believe so. No. Because I imagine Jake would be on that. I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, I, there's also Sora. Oh yeah, which is the last. Oh yeah, because that'd be get. the last one. Yeah, I think Terry did get his amiibo. Okay, Let I imagine check. Jake should have got. Yeah, you can that. get it from JB Hi-Fi. Oh sweet. Yeah, well that's pretty good. He'll get he'll get the Sora one. Yes, I I mean even I might get the Sora one. Yeah, so we're really we're, cool. we're starting the the beginning of Fighter Pass two now. So Min Min, Steven, Alex, then there'll be Sephiroth, Pyro, Mithra, Kazuya, and then Sora. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, we still got a bit to go. Last one I bought is the Banjo-Kazooie one. Yeah. Which is, on, which is still on my desk. Yeah, I've, I've got that in my uh, gaming area. Yeah, he sits next to me now. <laughs> um, Next bit of news, Pokemon... Okay, this one's a big one. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet have been announced for this holiday. Generation 9. 
Boy, that was faster than I thought. Yeah. I mean, just... You got Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. In and November. then you had Legends... Ar- yeah, in November. And then you had Legends Arceus in January. in January. And then 10 months later, most likely... Because it would be in November. <laughs> that's it. Gen 9. Yep. I mean, that's a huge... So, I mean, Game Freak must have been working on... Legends Arceus and Gen 9 at the same time. Yeah. Which I suppose explains why Legends Arceus looks the way it does. They must be. Yeah. But then it's because we've been saying, I mean, I've been saying a lot that uh, Pokemon, the Pokemon company should kind of slow down with releases. Oh, like they, they did really should. With Assassin's Creed, but like they've kind of gone the opposite way. I mean, they, there is an alternate thing where they do the COD thing where they give it to other like development teams, which is what they did with yeah. Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. Yeah. But again, Pokemon fatigue is probably starting to hit in for some people. Yeah. It's hitting, it's hitting for me. But I will admit, Gen 9, it does look pretty. It genuinely does. Yeah. And like let we all remember Legends Arceus what now. Legends Arceus looked like when it first got shown off. Yeah, that was so it did rough. Grow. Oh yeah, I mean this one actually has color. Yes, <laughs> Legends Arceus just looks real. I think it looks they like a PlayStation did that 3. because they wanted to kind of replicate that old art style from Japan. Yeah, I can see that. But that, I mean, I just don't think it works with Pokemon. Nah. Pokemon's all about colour. It's all about brightness. It's all about red and blue, scarlet and violet. That's it. Which, so you know, is a variation of red and blue. <laughs> yeah. So do you think we're going to see a lot of what Legends Arceus has done? I kind of think so, because a lot of it was shown kind of open world-esque. Yeah. Like I think um I don't it hasn't been said I think but like rumors have been going around that it seems to be like a seamless open world like you know you walk into mm. the towns and whatnot and that yeah that'll be fantastic and I th- I think that's what we we've, we've been wanting yes. from Pokemon games being on console for a long time although the the player characters look the youngest they have in a long time yeah they do it looks kind of strange. Although they actually look like 10-year-olds. They look like the youngsters. Yeah, <laughs> they do. Well, to be fair, from, I think it was Gen 5 onwards, they haven't been 10-year-olds, they've been like 15. Yeah, that's true. So these ones have actually gone back to the being 10-year-olds. Yeah. Which do, you what? know, a middle-aged uh, person going on their Pokemon adventure. <laughs> it's more accurate. You know, do Stardew Valley where, you know, they've given up on the business life and go, you know what? I want to be a Pokemon trainer. <laughs> I'll follow my childhood dreams. So, oh, what was I going to say? So, where? Oh, that's right. Where do you think this is set? Spain. Like, because they're normally, it's set in Spain. It is hundred percent set in Spain. Like, there was an image in the trailer that actually showed off like uh, Spain and Portugal on a map. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it is hundred percent set in Spain. Okay. I miss. I definitely missed that. Yeah. <laughs> then. Yeah. Uh, when are we getting Australian one? Oh, yeah. I'm happy we're not at the moment because they can work out all the kinks of, you know, getting all this open world stuff. Then we can get the Australian one. 
There you go. There yeah. Because Australia would have to be very open world. Yes. And Australia would like, be... Well, see, Australia works perfect for that wild area thing that they did in does. Gen 8. Because it does. you've just got big, empty space in between the major towns. That's, that's what I'm worried about. Australia is so massive, we don't want empty, open spaces. That's what Legends Arceus was. I mean, you can always add in, you know, all the little towns as, like, little campsites and stuff. That is true. Because we do have a lot of country towns. That is true. But yeah, you have to drive, like, an hour to get to them. But that's, uh... That's being fairly forgiving an hour. <laughs> <laughs> More in-game. Yeah. <laughs> and that's speeding it up. But no, like Australia would be a really nice one, like, but they'd have to do it right. They would. They definitely would. Just think as well, you've got Xenoblade Chronicles 3 in September. Yep. You've got this in November, most likely. Yep. And... Also, theoretically, what they've been saying, Breath of the Wild sequel, is this year as well. They sure have. So that's three big open world games. Um, Have we got something in October yet? I don't think so. I think there's just a lot of 2022 games. Let me look at my spreadsheet. I mean, there is a chance they might push Breath of the Wild back to next year and release it on the same time they did um, the original Breath of the Wild. So, you know... I could say... Hey, here's the anniversary of Breath of the Wild slash the Switch. Yeah. I didn't want to put this down on the news, but they're, like, on the news segment, so I won't really talk about it. But, again, there's more rumblings of a Switch Pro um, from a parent NVIDIA link... uh, Leak, sorry. Uh... Again, I don't, I don't really want to put too much emphasis on it because leaks are leaks and it's just reporting on the same thing over and over again. Unless it's a trusted but, source, it's a, it's a don't listen to it. Yeah, exactly. If if it is, if this one is real, cool. I mean, unless you hear it from Nintendo, just don't really... Take it with a grain of salt. Exactly. Take it with many, many grains of salt. A good handful of salt. But that... That would make sense. I mean, I can see Breath of the Wild sequel going to 2023. People wouldn't be happy. No. But we we suffered these delays with the original Breath of the Wild, and we got it eventually. I mean, I'm used to delays at the moment. I know. It's probably not even a bad thing, delays for us now. Yeah. <laughs> I really, I don't get upset when games get delayed. I'm like, okay. I was partially upset about Advance Wars, though, because I was like, December was perfect for me. <laughs> that was. And nothing really happened in December apart from... I think it was Brain Age, like that brain training game. Yes. Was it Brain Age? Uh, brain versus get brain. That sure, <laughs> something like that. I think it's but Big Brain Academy. I mean, Brain versus Brain. Big Brain Academy. You got it. You got it. They're very similar, but, but they're different. <laughs> one's more mini games. One's more. Hey, get your smarts up. There you go. But I think. Advance Wars does work for April as well. Yes. But when we also consider some other 2023 games, you've got Bayonetta 3, you've got, um, what else is there? Mario Plus Rabbit's Barks of Hope. So there's that one. There's there's some decent things coming out. Splatoon 3. That's in summer, isn't it? Well, American summer. Um, it's this year, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yes. This year. And then some... 
like other like Mario Strikers, Fire Emblem Warriors, Three Hopes, Live Alive, which is pretty cool that that got announced. Yeah, so there there are some decent things coming out, but a lot of them are quite big games. So oh, yeah. 2022 is shaping up to be a really good year. Yeah, it's it's a big year. I suppose last question, the biggest question, which start are you going with for Gen 9? Come back to me with that later. <laughs> <laughs> I always go I always go the fire, the fire type, mainly because uh, I find that a lo- there's a lot of grass and water types you can just find throughout the game. Yeah. So And fires are a little bit more rare, so I generally go the fire for that Especially reason. Especially in Gen um, 4. Especially in oh my yeah my goodness especially in Gen Four, but I did I did pick Rallet though. I mean Rallet's pretty cute. Yeah, that was like the only time that I went against what I normally do. But I'll probably go. It's a Fuicoco. 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 Yeah, I'll probably go him. But I went against my type in Alola, and I went with uh, Litten because Incineroar. Yeah, Incineroar is pretty cool. I mean, like a wrestling heel. By the rest of the it was pretty cool just to see it. <laughs> that was really cool, and it had to get into Smash Brothers as well. Yeah, also went against my type with uh, Gen Six with um, Delphox because Mage. Oh yeah, because I like magic over you know DPS and tanking. Yeah, fair. I think I'm the other way around on that one, which I don't know. We'd make a pretty good team, I suppose, yeah. in co-op games. Yeah. I, I always uh, do magic. Nice. Would you like to take the next news piece? Yes. Um, so Nintendo has suspended eShop payments in Russia, with all things considered going on. Yeah, and I think EA did something. Like, there was recent yeah. news of EA. There's a lot pulling... that's been happening. Yeah. Which... I mean, it's it's kind of sad because it... It negatively affects the civilians for something they have no control of. Exactly. Exactly. This is just a few individuals, mainly mainly one individual, who's doing a lot of this and what's happening, and then the people suffer for it. But on the other it, hand, that's how you get change to happen. True. Very true. In the grand scheme of things, video games are like, obviously, it's very important to us and it's it's a passion of all of ours. But yes. in the grand scheme of things, it's they're probably not really worried about. Oh no, I can't buy Nintendo games yes, on my Switch. Exactly. However, it's it's one of those. It's another straw on that camel's back, uh, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. Where that and that camel's bearing a lot of weight at the moment. Sure is. Yeah. So, a Nintendo Life article we've been looking at. Even uh, Microsoft have begun suspending sales in Russia. Yeah, a lot of things have. I've, I've been seeing like bits and pieces. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's a domino effect. It won't take long before, you know, almost everything has no access. Yeah. Like I think even um, Amazon. Yeah. And the Pokemon Company made a. I think it was like a $200,000 donation. Yes, they did. To Ukraine. That's something I was going to put on, but I couldn't find the link for it. I was like, oh, where was it? 
<laughs> I should have just looked but... on the Pokemon subreddit and stuff the Nintendo Switch subreddit. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we got we got there in the end. Yeah. All good. But yeah, it's it's very sad what's happening. We you know, all our thoughts and our hearts go out to the people of Ukraine. Yes. It's obviously a very sad sad time we're living in at the moment, but um and any major props to their president. Yeah. Major props. Actually, you know, staying around and fighting. Even their former president before him is, you know, joining in in the fighting. Yeah, wow. We'll see how it all plays out, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Moving on to something a little bit more happy. Yeah, kind (laughs) of. Probably, probably more more happy than not. Uh, Nintendo adds missions and rewards to Nintendo Switch Online. I mean, this gets you more platinum points, which you can then use to buy stuff on the uh, Nintendo Store Online. Yeah. In addition I... to their frames and icons and stuff, which are the rewards. Yeah, exactly. So you've got Animal Crossing and Super Mario Odyssey. Which only has one so that... day left for Mario Odyssey. Does it really? I looked at it today. There's only one day left. I'm like... Seriously, you you just bring this thing in and it's about to rotate out. Uh, that sounds like that sounds like Nintendo. Yeah. So whoever's listening, I'm sorry you've already missed the boat. Yes. Which is very upsetting. <laughs> but I picked uh, I picked the monkey, the gorilla. I don't I don't know their names, but I picked the the ape from Animal Crossing. I haven't taken any of them. Yeah, that's fair. I just thought he looked kind of funny. I I, I like my uh, Kirby. Uh, on a star with a purple background. Ah, that's nice. Before it was just, for five years, it was just, like, my me. Well, I've had that since the Switch came out. It was Kirby riding his star with the purple background. Yeah, okay. You can't go wrong with Kirby. Exactly. He's adorable. He is adorable. But yeah, so, missions as well. What are the missions? Um, Like, play, yeah, play software that sports online play. Backup save data once per week, little things like that, and then play play Super Mario Bros on the NES online. Yep. So I imagine like every week you have like a different, um, which gets game you a to play. fair so, chunk as well. I think it's like almost two hundred points you get from uh, all? for Super Mario. Oh, no, Bros. I think it's a hundred points total, like of everything included. Uh well, hundred points is just play game trials. Oh software. wow! So just for that alone. Okay, then maybe it's two hundred points so total. Yeah, yeah, it's it's something like that. I mean, yeah, it is quite generous with the it platinum is, points because platinum points before this did not build up fast. Yep. Like no, I only I just had it. enough to get the um like pip plot uh phone back thing. Oh uh, yeah, released not that long ago. Yeah, I wish I just had it. A- more tangible rewards though yeah it just feels very lackluster i mean with microsoft you can you can basically get more game pass months yes but it it does a lot to get those yeah of course like my old housemate didn't realize all of his points and he you know he play he plays his xbox every day all day every day or not all day but a lot and he didn't realize and then he cashed it all in he had like two years of game pass for free (laughs) Yeah. He's like, okay, I'll take that. That'll do it. Yeah. You're definitely not going to get that with Nintendo. But, I mean, they I mean, didn't have to You got do the this, physical so. rewards, which are a thing you can get. Like a calendar, which is, at this point, not worth it. 
Yeah. Um, I wish I wish you could add a calendar theme to your Google Calendar on your phone. That'd be neat. That would be cool. Yeah, they've got like a Legend of Zelda smartphone ring, you know, so you can use it to as a stand and stuff. Oh, uh, that's right. That's what I saw was the pit plot one. I was like, oh, I want the pit plot one. <laughs> I've only just got enough for it, like. Uh, but with this, I got an extra, I think, like a hundred and something points. So I am over it now. Cool. Yeah, it's it's something they didn't have to add, and they just dropped it. Yeah. Cool. Okay. It's neat. It is neat. And do you want to take the last bit of news? Yes, I sure will. Uh, so we finally have some actual information about Digimon Survive. Um, yeah, which has been a long time coming for you guys. They had a Digimon Fest recently. Yeah. Did not show off any of the footage from the game. <laughs> uh, but in the Q&A, uh, basically the main reason for the delays is they sought development studio. Yeah, that'll, so that'll put them back a bit. It's like Metro Prime 4 where you completely go, okay, let's start fresh. Yeah. Um, but no, it seems pretty interesting to see where it goes from here. It says there's still a bit to go. So they don't know when because it keeps changing, you know, the rough release date that they've they've got internally. Yeah. So. I, I reckon 2023. Yeah, at this point. Yeah. But. It's still coming. It's not dead in the water. No. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's still coming. Um, question here it says about 40 hours to finish. That sounds about right. Yeah. Most Digimon games um, are longer. Yeah, 12 chapters. And from chapter 8, the story branches out into three different, uh, three different routes. This is sounding very much like triangle strategy. <laughs> It is, isn't it? Triangle Strategy Chapter 7, there is two different route branches. <laughs> uh, 12 chapters, about 40 to 50 hours. I was like, I've heard this before. <laughs> but That's amazing. Apparently, Survive is more aimed towards adult fi- fans of the like series. The story's a yeah. bit darker. Like, I might actually pick this one up. It looks pretty good from what they've shown. I I haven't played a Digimon game since I don't even know. Maybe even maybe even Digimon World, the original. It might be the first Digimon game was the last one I played. Damn, that is a long yep. time ago. You know they did a sequel to that? Like an actual like go back to that world and character? Uh no. What is this called? And tell me now. Digimon World New Order. I'm Googling it. Digimon World New Order. So, like, your character isn't the same, but you can actually see your player character from Digimon World in there. Okay. Like, it is a love letter back to that game. Okay. That was... I love that game. It was a big part of my childhood. This is genuinely fun. This actually looks really good. Yeah. Yeah, um, someone's actually listed it as Digimon World 2. Functionally. Functionally, yeah. Because yeah. I remember Digimon World 2, and that was very strange. Yeah, um, I'll sit, give the download the image and share it to you. But um, if you actually, I think on the um, 
the official art they show, it actually has the player character from the first game in the background. Oh, that's cool. Some PS4 and PS Vita. Okay. I mean, I would love for it to come to Switch, but I don't. Oh, not at this point. Not at this point. I feel like they've kind of moved on. Yeah, at this point, it's way beyond that. Mm, that's a bummer. Why is it going way beyond the web? That's weird. Still, I might look into it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But no, like, yeah, the um, world order, world character. Yeah. We'll move on, but yeah, the main character is as a playable, like, is a supporting character for you. That's cool. And he has a Mamemon. I don't even remember what one that is. It's the little metal. Um, it's like oh, it's like a little metal ball thing. Mamemon. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Yeah, and then uh, Machine Dramon yeah. as well. Uh, these are like the old. Yeah, Digimons. he's got all the old stuff. Ah, uh, and they were the ones that I liked. There you go. I'll, if you click on that, you'll be able to see it in the Discord. Yeah. Let's see. It'll be the first one on the link. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, my God, that's that's flashbacks. Yeah. He's an aged up version. That's so cool. Yeah, I gotta look into this. It, it's really fun. It's like a massive flashback. 100% using a guide, though. I'd highly recommend okay. that, like at least for a Digivolution guide, for get stuff that you want. Okay. Because, I don't know if you remember from the first game, that is very complex. <laughs> yeah, I do remember. That was very tricky. Is there a modern way to play the original Digimon World? Like, can I play that on like a PS4 or something? Don't know. Or PC without an emulator? I think you can only do it on PC. Like, on an emulator. Mm. I believe. I don't think it's been really released. That's very sad. Or you might be able to find a fan remake of it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Apparently, it was, re- was redigitized, which adds new stuff to it, but I think it's based off... Oh, no, it's the fifth entry into the game. Oh, okay. So it's not the same one. No. Apparently not. Oh, it... oh, yeah, no, that's very different. Yeah. Anywho, um... Yeah, Digimon Survive. So a lot of details on that if you're looking forward to it. Most likely 2023, but still no release date or yes. release window. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, darker, also, no... definitely darker. That They've said yeah. like, be it's more towards adult fans. Yeah. Uh, also not voice, uh, will not be fully voiced. Which, only the main part of the scenario. Which makes sense. A lot of things do that. Yeah. I just saw that as a last bit. And there also, there's no multiplayer or communication battles in this game. Yeah, Only single player. I figured that's much from what they showed. It's a story-driven yeah, game. Cool. Okay, so that's that was all news. of our news. That is it. So we'll move on to uh, the Indie Roundup. So this one's actually... this We don't have much for the Indie Roundup as well. So we've only got three games. Uh, but these games are just ones that are either... There's a lot of hype around them, a lot of build-up, or just games we think... Uh, look pretty cool or deserve more attention 
First one is one of the former of those, so Aztec Forgotten Gods. So this one is releasing on March 10th. Aztec Forgotten Gods is the Cyberstone action-adventure following Ackley, a young woman who battles the colossal Forgotten Gods. To uncover the truth behind her far-future Mesoamerican metropolis, she'll have to turn the gods' power against them as she soars through the city with power and grace. So this one, this one Jake has been looking, uh, looking into this one, so we'll see if it has any potential. But we've got uh, being so this one's being developed and published by Lienzo, which who um, if anyone played Mulaka, uh, I didn't, I but didn't. I heard mixed things about Mulaka. So, but that was more of like a very traditional um, South, like traditional South American motif, I suppose, like theme. So this one is more focused on kind of like a futuristic kind of sci-fi ish kind of version it kind of gives me Mega Man Legends vibes so yeah definitely Mega Man Legends is I don't I don't know like I feel as though it has potential I feel as though this one definitely has a bit of potential but I don't really know how far it's gonna go it looks a bit clunky from what I can see and especially from what I can see in terms of like I played a little bit of the the demo on PC. This was a little while ago, but hopefully they've brushed it up a little bit there. But it is... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see when reviews come out. It could be fantastic. It could be very similar to the demo. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's only like four days away as time of recording. Yeah, not that far away. Yeah. So definitely, if you're listening to this um, and you're interested in it, look up reviews first, because it can go either way, I think. But that that initial trailer made it look really cool. But yeah, it did. The demo, like you said, didn't do it justice. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully they've improved a bit on that, but only time will tell there. Next one on also the 10th of March is The Last Cube. Venture into the desolate cube world where you'll discover 3D puzzles in diverse, colourful environments. As The Last Cube, you must prove your worth and save your dying home. So this one's just a just a puzzle game. You you play as the cube itself. You roll around. You solve puzzles. You're a cube. That's it. <laughs> you are a cube. <laughs> it looks like it's like one of those puzzle games that are just like, that's nah, just chill. Just solve some puzzles. Just don't get so. stressed over it. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Which can be pretty easy with uh, puzzle games. Yes. I don't know if it released... Like, maybe it's, like, pre-released on PC. Maybe there might be a guide for it. Maybe. That helps. It does. Which is another downside to reviews. (laughs) We're like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, Yeah, and you can't look at anything. It's the hardest thing. I've... I mean, we've done it in the past, haven't we? We've sent emails to the developer I mean, or you've contacted them on discord yep. and it's like where do i go <laughs> it's the worst as well when it's a uh like it's a it's an actual glitch yes and the the patch to fix it comes at launch yes that's the frustrating that thing i had that with very frustrating i had that with toem if you remember that yeah game. i do remember i had that with that that was so frustrating <laughs> So that review went up 
late for that reason. I was like, well, nothing I can do. And it's like, yeah, there's a reason, and you guys know why. And you guys know why. That's exactly right. Uh, last one is on the, I think this one's the 15th. Yes, 15th of March. The Cruel King and the Great Hero. This looks like so a storybook. It does. It looks really, really cute. So join an int- intrepid girl on her many adventures as she strives to become a hero with the help of her mighty dragon protector. Along the way, meet new friends, collect items, and help folks from all walks of life. Discover a heartwarming tale of kindness, companionship, and family in a gorgeous hand-drawn world. I love the like the pot helmet and the stick weapon. Yeah. It's 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 like a little kid playing games. It is, it is, and it's it's definitely got that like you said, it looks like a storybook. I think it's definitely going into that leaning into that like um child imagination. I do looking at it though, it kinda gives me paper Mario vibes. It does a little bit. Especially with the combat screens. Yeah. Like Mario and Luigi that. specifically, actually. Because you've got the two side by side. That's a good point. Yeah, I think it is quite Mario Luigi. I miss that series. Good series. But, yeah. I think this is the same developer as... I can't... Because it's, it's published by NIS America. So I think this is the same developer as... I think it was The Blind Princess. Here we go. I'm Googling it. The Liar and the Liar Princess and the Blind Prince. It's the same developer. Nipponichi. Nipponichi. Yep. Yeah. Which this... I mean, The Liar Princess and the Blind Prince, it has a 72 on Metacritic. So, it's good. And I feel as though this one has a... What was that, sorry? They also do the Disgaea games. NIS America? Uh, Nipponichi. Oh, cool. There you go. If you like Disgaea. I mean, it's not... This one's turn-based. Yes. But you know their, their pedigree. So yeah, so that's your third one. And that is our whole indie roundup. Yeah, there was not a lot. No, it's definitely a, a quieter, quieter fortnight, which is probably good for you with Triangle Strategy. Yes, yes it is, <laughs> which I will be going to straight after this. Yep. Um, next up, we've got our, our Patreon question. So for... For our patrons, like we were mentioning before, for just $1 a month, you can um, respond to our questionnaire. Um, that, well, not questionnaire, um, our call out for questions where you can ask us a question. We'll answer it on the podcast. We we also do it on our socials and everything, but we do take our patrons. They are um, priority because they're our patrons. Yes. Um, but we do still pick them from our socials as well. So we've actually got one from Patreon and one from our socials because we thought we'd do two different ones um because they're both very topical so nathan whatever you it it doesn't actually say nathan but i'm gonna say it like that nathan (laughs) what have you been what have been your favorite memories of the switch these past five years because it's the fifth anniversary yes recently i think it was only a couple days ago yeah march 3rd yeah it was man i remember lining up for that yeah oh i i worked that day and i was working i worked at jb hi-fi yeah at that time so i i pre-ordered obviously at my work um but they were there they were at the back uh a friend of mine came in and got his and i was just i finished at five o'clock and it was just it was right there 
And I even went out the back. I held the Joy-Cons. They were, and I remember thinking they were so tiny. <laughs> and like it was the hardest shift to get through. And then I finally got it. I brought it home. I set it up. And then uh, someone I knew was in hospital. Oh. So it was like I, I had to to go and like i just i remember feeling so guilty because i was like today of all days of all days yeah i'm like you're in hospital so i can't really say anything but like could you have picked yesterday or something yeah um for me i the i've like i went to the midnight release because i obviously got it from ev games oh yeah um and the person well the person who was what basically running it happened to be someone we went to school with. Oh, okay. And um, I think it was a couple of years above us, but um, he decided to put on Will Smith Switch <laughs> as it hit 12 o'clock. That's actually very clever. I was like, oh my God, I haven't heard the song in so long. <laughs> Yeah, that That's that funny. is one of the things I just always remember. It's like, yep, that was the thing. <laughs> and then just being jealous watching all the people getting Breath of the Wild on the Wii U just walk off before everyone else. Yeah. Because they didn't have to wait till midnight, even though technically they were meant to. They were just like, no, no, just take it, go. We've got the Switch to worry about. That's quite funny. Yeah. I was like, oh, I, just, I want to play the game. Give it, Give it to me. There was there was something about like the first time you played Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I I mean I've oh, did I start off with that or did I start off with Bomberman? Bomberman was a great launch. That title. was. It wasn't as good at launch as it was post launch because they fixed the yeah. coin system. Yep, definitely. They they made it a lot easier to get coins post launch. That was yeah, that was sure. brutal. <laughs> Just trying to, I was like, I've got enough to get a new character after a long time of playing, and there's a lot more to ask. Oh, this is gonna take forever. It's very Konami of them. Yeah, but they did eventually fix that up. Um, in terms of other Switch memories, no, that was a Wii U. It's like I was thinking of the Splatoon night that I had, but no, that was Wii U. Um, I've nothing like major, but like I just, it's just part of my everyday. Basically, like I, you know, play it on my break while I'm at work. You know, something I couldn't do with you know just Wii U or other stuff like that. It's like yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, what I mean, one memory I I have, which was very recent. Remember, I was telling you about how I was in Colombia. We played Kung Fu Kickball. Yeah, yeah. It was just it was just so easy, like to hand off the Joy-Cons and because we had my, my partner's uh, Switch as well so we had four Joy-Cons so it was just four people easy as that yeah. to sit around and play and I think that's it's part of the magic I mean it doesn't really happen as often um, but it's it's actually really good with the Switch OLED because it has the much better kickstand but the, it's very multiplayer focused and it, there's something magical about when that happens when you just like set it up and take off the Joy-Cons and you just start playing. Like, you can't do that with any other console aside from the Famicom. Yeah. Back back in Japan. Like, in the mid-80s. Mid so, there's, there is something magical about just 
passing off a Joy-Con. Then I was just thinking of um, what did it? What was it? Oh, it's gone from my head. Um... Oh, our, our first mainline Pokemon, Pokemon game on home consoles. Yeah, we had that. Even just playing Let's Go, like Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, that was pretty cool. And actually, like playing Gen One again in a, I mean, kind of Gen One. Speaking of that, uh, think we're going to get a Gen 2 remake first or are we going to get a Gen 5 remake first? I don't even know. Because technically, on line of release, it went Gen 4, Heart Gold, Soul Silver. Yeah. Then Gen 5. Well, that's it. Like, it could go either either way, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see the Gen 2. I know you would, because it's your favourite. Yeah, he is. Uh, I mean, either way, I love Gen 2 and Gen 5. They're... Yeah. they're quite high up on my list so either one really i'm happy with both no it's gone i can't remember what i was gonna say <laughs> i'll remember after we stop recording you will right at the end yeah. or i'll be wrapping up you know doing my conclusion yeah exactly like there Where's it is i got time. it <laughs> um yeah so yeah playing pokemon on on a tv finally without you know like you know, aside from the transfer pack and everything back in the day and coliseum like actually and Colosseum, exactly. Like, just something more tangible as an RPG was really good. Um, and more mainline. Yeah. What else? Super Mario Odyssey That was, was incredible. That was really good. And watching people yeah. speedrun that. Yeah, it's very impressive. Oh, yeah. Like, that is such good movement. Mm-hmm. Xenoblade 2. That was amazing. Like, in, it, it was still within its first year, Xenoblade 2. And it looks it looked beautiful, and so I'm I'm so excited for Xenoblade Three. I mean, the Smash Bros DLC, Smash Bros. Yeah, and like oh, oh Smash like, Ultimate has released the thing by itself. Yeah, every every thing, is every everyone is here. Every, like every announcement was an event. Like the when band, Joker was announced at the Game Awards, when uh, King K. Rule. Yeah, and then Banjo and, like replicated that intro. Yeah, okay, yeah, Banjo making it to Smash Brothers. Yep. And Banjo Kazooie being back on the Switch. Yep. On Nintendo consoles. That's that's a big thing, especially for me. Um What else is there? Oh, that that I I remembered it. Uh do you remember 1 2 Switch? <laughs> yeah. I remember trying to convince people that that was good. I still think that should become free. Yeah. At least oh, for so the first part. Tech demo. Yeah, it was. It. it was like I mean, it was really cool. A- like you know, the marble yeah. in the boxing, like you could actually genuinely feel different like numbers. Yeah, but it was a tech demo. It should have been like Wii Sports come free with the console. That's right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, consider Astro's Playroom on PS Five. Exactly. That's free, and that's a lot more meaty oh, than yeah. One Two Switch. But I, I think Nintendo. I mean, Nintendo's mindset was thinking that they didn't want it to be a um like tied with it that way people think it's more of a gimmick yeah i think that's what they were going for i'm not even sure if they've actually confirmed that or not but that's if not that's my theory oh and another memory i have of the switch switchaboo yeah like this whole doing thing. this exactly like i've never done this before and reviewing games and doing a podcast and getting into you know press media and everything so 
years down the track, I mean, the Switch is going to be my still going to be my favorite console for if not just for this reason. I mean, I initially started like game reviews for a small little, little indie thing that it didn't go well. I won't talk about it, but like I started that back on the Wii U, and then I just went, okay, no, nah, I'm not going to do it anymore because I got screwed over. Then mm-hmm. you know, came into this, so I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> It's actually, you know, where you get a good company. <laughs> Yay, we're a good company. Yeah. Well, that was that was from a, a giveaway that you won. Yes, the um, No Straight Roads giveaway. Yeah. Which I won the, the special top edition and everything. Yeah, top award. Yay. Yeah, got the uh, record player for it as well. That was a good giveaway. Yeah. That was probably one of our best giveaways. Yeah, it was a... Um, you got basically the special edition of the game, which comes with the game... You got a record off the game's album, not all the songs, but most of it. Uh, you got drumsticks, you got an art book. And from what I've heard, that soundtrack is amazing. Oh, it is. It is genuinely like, yeah. just look up the soundtrack for No Straight Roads, even if you aren't interested in the game at all. It's on my list. It's something you can do while, you know, editing the podcast. Maybe. Have it on as the background. Well, not really, because you're meant to be listening to audio, so. <laughs> you could do it while, you know, walking to work. There you go. Yeah. My fi- my five-minute walk. Yeah. That's, well, most of the songs are like five minutes, so. Perfect. Yeah. Um, any any final memories you can think of? Not that I can think of. Nah. Well, that was a fair bit anyway. Like, like I said, it's kind of just become part of my everyday life, so I, it's there. Yeah. And yeah, I'd agree with that as well. Oh, and I suppose last thing, um, series coming, like certain series coming back yeah. um, for you, Advance Wars. Yeah. Um, Monster Hunter Rise as well. That was really good. Yeah. Monster Hunter Rise. Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yep. That was a big Fire Emblem that game. Was, that like massively pushed the uh, fandom. Yeah. And just series going in different directions. It started with Breath of the Wild. But like it's it's evolved other series as well, like Kirby, Kirby in the Forgotten Forgotten Land, like that's about to happen. It's yeah. his first proper three D Kirby game, and then like mainline, and then we have a uh, Animal Crossing as the COVID. Yeah, Animal Crossing. Uh, Absolutely, Luigi's Mansion Three. Yeah, ah, oh, that's a beautiful game. Actually, no, another one, Mario Party Superstars. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. That was good. Going the other route, where it's actually going back to what made it good yep. in the first place. That's so solid. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, so I think the Switch, not only has the Switch just been a great console, it's it's had some fantastic software on it. Also, Hades was a, you know exclusive for a while. Hades? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I like Hades. It's one of those games I'll always want to go back and replay, but I probably never will. It is a lot, that game. Oh, shit. If you want to complete it, you're in for a long haul. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Next question we have, this one was from our Twitter page. Uh, This one comes from the the well-named Max Damage. Nice. I like that. Well done. Well done. Uh, He got... Very greedy, and he gave us three questions. So we'll uh, we'll go these we'll go through these ones like Spitfire. Um, uh, the first one's kind of ironic because we kind of touched on this, anyways. Uh, you have to choose a starter from the, from the three new Pokemon. I choose uh, 
Again, I'm going to keep forgetting Fue Coco. Yeah, Fue Coco. Fue Coco. Fue Coco probably actually is right. It's meant <laughs> to be Spanish. Fue, yeah, Fue Coco. Yeah. Okay. Don't, don't yeah, I'll me. choose him because yeah. <laughs> I'm quoting you. I'm, I'm going to quote you. Um, yeah, I'll choose that because Fire, you said you'd, you'll come back to that I'm one eventually. I'm leaning towards Sprigorato because it's a cat and it looks adorable and I kind of feel like it might turn into a lion because the lion's on the Spanish flag. I guess, ooh, Oh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. But then um, Quoxley kind of like makes me think of like a um, like a bullfighter style. <laughs> yeah, he does, doesn't he? Like, I, I can imagine him, you know, coming out with a rapier and stuff. <laughs> Get a water fire. I, re- I want to see that now. Yeah, because I, I think that he, happens. Like, people have theorized he might be based off uh, Don Quixote. You know the book. Oh yeah, not the One Piece character. No. <laughs> As much as we, I mean, my mind did go to that straight away, but <laughs> I knew it was. then I force, I force my mind to think otherwise. Yeah. But I, yeah, I reckon you could be onto that as well. Yeah. That's actually, that's some good theories. And then the, uh, Fue Coco looks like a chili pepper. But then people will say, <laughs> saying it looks like an apple. An apple? Like because of the colors and like, you know, the, the red and the white looks kind of apple-esque. I don't know. That's what people were saying. A, it's a bit more of a stretch, that one. I mean, he does have I cheese reckon. on him. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, going back to that and, and score, buddy. Yeah, the uh, the yellow patch on just on there looks like craft single cheese. <laughs> uh, just some designers just trying to fit it into every to every starter. It's like an ongoing joke. I can I can imagine that. Fire starters aren't zodiacs animals anymore. They're uh, cheese animals. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, do you think there's a possibility of Breath of the Wild two still coming this year, with Scarlet and Violet happening? See, that's where I'm not sure. Like, yeah, it's if they do, it might be their December game. It might be October, or they might push it back to March third. Just to, you know, have it as the same day as the anniversary, which yeah. I think might be a Friday next year. Well, I mean, Legends Legends Arceus has shown... Yeah, and it'll be a Friday that. next year, which is the uh, generally when they release games is on Friday, so it might actually be the 3rd yeah. of March next year. Okay. Yeah, Legends Arceus has shown that you can release a game in the first quarter and it still does amazing. Yes. Yes, and there's there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of hype around Breath of the Wild too that it doesn't need to be in a holiday game. Oh no, it doesn't. And I I just can't see where it would fit because like leading up, you've got Splatoon three, you have uh, Xenoblade Chronicles three in September. A lot of threes. Interesting. Uh, you've Breath got of the Wild Mar- three. Like Sp- <laughs> I mean, if <laughs> you count yet, the DLC, yet. that's the second one. There you go. Uh, uh, there's Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope. You've got Bayonetta uh, again, Bayonetta three, and now Scarlet and Violet with three it's... starters. Yeah, <laughs> you had to. Yes, I had to pull it somewhere. But like, I just, I just don't know where Breath of the Wild two would fit in all of that. 
and you know, there's there's always directs where which announce more games. Which we have probably the next one. I'm assuming is the E3 time. I I would say so. I can't see there being another one. There's probably going to be like an indie world or something yeah. like that. But that's probably about it. Uh, also, Switch Sports. That's coming up. Yep. Switch Sports, Advance Wars, um, Fire Emblem Warriors. There you go. So, 2022 is already so packed, I think. Oh, yeah. I, I just don't think they would have the pressure to release it in this year. Yeah. I think they'll probably want to... Because, I mean, Eiji Anuma said this so many times that they always have so many ideas for like Zelda games. I think they're going to realize that they do have more time and probably delay it to next year. Yeah. I reckon it'll be... I reckon you're onto something with releasing it in March again. Yeah, it hopefully be soon, but we don't know. No. Oh, and there's there's always going to be games to play, trust me. Oh, yeah. Always. And last one, also with this Kirby looking really good. Kirby Air Ride sequel when? In your dreams? Yeah. Because I, I don't so. think that's ever getting a sequel just like I want Kitty Cross Uprising to be remade, but that's yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> That's it. Maybe on a on a Nintendo console 15 years in the future, it'll come out of nowhere. Like a lot of other sequels. I mean, we still need F-Zero before Kirby Air Ride, I think. I, yeah, exactly. I think F-Zero deserves it more than Kirby. And Kirby, Kirby Air Ride was like a love child from Sakurai. Yes. He kind of just wanted to do it, but like with Sakurai not doing that anymore, uh, Mario Kart just being the juggernaut that it is, I don't think we'd ever... We'd ever see Air Ride sequel. I've never played Kirby Air Ride. It's a one button game from memory. Like, you just use the yeah. A button. I just don't. I wonder if it's aged well. Like, if I ever went back to it. I believe it has. I have never played it. I mean, I'd be yeah. interested to see a, a return to Sonic Riders. <laughs> That'd be interesting. That got killed by the Kinect. Aww. A lot of a lot of things got killed by the Kinect. I think it was Sonic Riders X. It was Kinect only, and it was just, yep, <laughs> it was a thing. What was it called? Uh, Free Riders is what it was called. Sonic Free Riders, and yep, Kinect only, and it sold terribly because it was on the Kinect. Surprise! There was so much hype around the Kinect. <laughs> What could have been, they, but that they did not work out the bugs in that well enough. No, nah, no, nah. it wasn't the technology wasn't there yet. No, but that's our so that were our, there were our questions. Thank you, Matthew and Max, for submitting them. Uh, let's move on to everyone's favorite part of the podcast: name that game. Uh, this one, sorry, Nathan, you are on your own for this one. Um, I'm curious as to how you're going to do with this one as well. Neil Lifeline, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't I didn't get anyone for the Lifeline, unfortunately. So I've got another hint, like an eleventh hint, which is a, like more of a personal hint. But I don't know. You'll you'll see. You'll we'll see. Find you'll find out. But uh, if anyone is unfamiliar with name that game, basically I have a game. Nathan has to guess it by himself this time. Yay! Uh, we've got. 
<laughs> Yay. We've got 10 hints, or I've got 10 hints to give Nathan. He has five guesses in total, so two between hints one and five, uh, two between hints six and nine, and one final guess after the final hint. He also has two lifelines. Uh, he has. He can ask me any yes or no question, and that has to go first, because second, you've got the switchaboo lifeline, which is normally a hint from someone who can't be on the podcast, but uh, I was lazy. Also, it, and it I, requires time. Exactly. I fin- I finished this. I finished organizing this like an hour before we started recording. Yeah. <laughs> so, I th- I think you'll get this one, but I'm I'm still curious. Uh, this game launched on Nintendo Switch in February 2019. It is a puzzle game. It was announced in a Nintendo Direct and launched later that day. The Switch version has an 83 on Metacritic, and it was nominated for the best multiplayer games at the 2019 Game Awards. It's it's the announce and release that's got me like normally they only do that for Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. So I think what came out twenty nineteen. Hmm. Oh, I reckon it's something to do with Nintendo puzzle game. I don't think there's been any major. Nintendo be like, hey, here's a puzzle spin-off thing, not not the Kirby, that wasn't puzzle. <laughs> um Pokemon Cafe Mix? That's a good guess, but no. That, oh wait, that didn't came out on Switch straight away, did it? I don't know, actually. It would have been very quickly afterwards. Although I think that was announced in a Pokemon Direct. Ah uh, yep. Um, like one of the Pokemon presents. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to be honest because it was a Pokemon thing, not Nintendo. Hmm. Just trying to think of puzzle games. Tetris One Hundred. That's not a game. The the one that you get on the the uh, Switch thing. You mean Tetris Ninety Nine? Yes, that one. <laughs> yeah, Tetris Ninety Nine. I mean, there's a hundred players. That's why I thought a hundred. <laughs> like technically that's not a game but yeah yeah it is Tetris 99 literally the only reason I got that in my head is because of um, looking up the each, the rewards for the Switch Online today <laughs> it was on there just so it's, yeah it was because you have to go on the Nintendo Switch Online section on your Switch and that's like hey download this Damn. Damn. It's <laughs> got it's like when I did uh with Jake the um Oh hypercharge. hypercharge yep. He just <laughs> happened to mention it in the podcast. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> um the other hints I had co developed by Nintendo and Arika. Uh it was the game is free to download. It's a reimagining of a classic, received a paid version in September twenty nineteen. And this game was a way of encouraging people to sign up to Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah, I would have got it at least with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought so. Uh, my lifeline was, uh, like, I think I've played this game more than anything else that Nintendo Switch Online ha- offers. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly. I haven't I even, think I haven't downloaded it because I'm not good at Tetris. It's hard. I've never, I've never won. I, yeah, I like, don't blame you. Because that was during the Battle Royale, like, massive thing. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was during that massive craze, which is still around, but like it, it that was its peak for sure. But yeah, I've never won. My my partner has. She's way too good at it. But I've I've I think the closest I've ever come is third. Yeah, it gets real intense at the end. But overall, yeah, well done. Um, I didn't expect you to get it that quickly, like beforehand. So you're getting better and better at this game. So to be fair, there there was only a reason I got that. I might need to pull a hard one out next time. With Jake on, he's going to <laughs> make him hate With it Jake more. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. I'm sure because, like the the challenge with picking a game is picking one that you guys at least know. And I know you guys are a bit like you don't really know too much about indie games. Like you do a little bit, but you know more about them now. So that's the that's the balance I've got to I've got to tread. Yeah, I I normally look on what's on my Switch. Okay, let's do something like this. <laughs> but like you you know me, I've played like all oh the yeah, you played obscure a lot. indie games. You've played a lot. Uh huh. So I reckon I could definitely pull some out that you guys would never have heard of. Oh, hundred percent. I don't. I <laughs> don't. I'm not surprised that you could. That's funny. But that's the end of our podcast, end of episode 29 of the Switch a Bit podcast. Thank you to everyone for listening. Um, by all means, you can follow us on you know your Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Switchaboo News. We are pinned to the top of the Twitter page. You've got our Discord channel as well, where you can come there, interact with us, uh, ask, them, ask us some questions. We'll pick you good ones for the, for the podcast like we do, like we did before. And you've also got our YouTube channels, so youtube.com slash switchaboo and slash switchaboo joy plays and lastly our patreon which like we mentioned for just one dollar per month you can get the podcast two to three days early uh nathan did you remember what you were going to say yeah i mentioned it before what was it it was um about one two switch oh yeah Yeah. okay yeah i do remember well done well done (laughs) again the game that's so forgettable i forget about it while trying to talk about it (laughs) There you go. Yeah, happens every time. Yeah. But thank you, everyone, for joining, and remember to have fun. Until next time.